Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing, sir? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. good. As, as good as you can be in these times. And I know we start... We say, it's it's, like, like, this, it's but... like the trend for like the last three months of episodes, right? It's yeah. like, well, look... Uh... It's like, yeah, we kind of have to, I guess... You can't... Grin and bear it. Yep, that's it. We just... We, we do get the right by. thing. We get by doing what we do, so... Yeah, Other people but, do the wrong thing, and, and that, we all yeah, suffer. That's, that's right. But it's okay, yeah. because Summon Game Fest is still happening, Joel. It is, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's only I'm going to pause s- now, so... Yeah. For, for a little while. Until Which is July. probably the best, because, like, the stuff we're going to talk about this week, we're doing a super condensed version of it, because, like, last weekend was just ridiculous. It last, was ridiculous. Last week, in general. It went Yeah, week. true. Like, it was just constant... Never stopped. Yeah, a constant barrage of things, but all good stuff. Yeah, all good stuff. Uh, we're skipping straight to it because even though we've both finished The Last of Us Part 2, that is a discussion for another week. <laughs> I don't think either of us are fully ready to, to d- dive down that rabbit hole yet. I mean, so we figured I, I'd happily just fucking spurt. Don't do it because I'll do it right hours, now. But we'll like, just do yeah, it two like, episodes. We don't have oh, the time for it. Oh, we don't. But like, I'm I'm exercising restraint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go straight straight into the uh, discussion for Summer Game Fest. We'll be covering a couple of different ones this time around. But before we even get to that point, I think it's time to just jump straight over to the bonus round. <laughs> bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment now. And just so happens to be perfect for this sort of situation because let's let's run down the events we'll be going, not covering in full, but we've, we've got some picks from each of them. Mm-hmm. We had the uh, Gorilla Collective streams, which I think there were three days off, but only the yes. first day was predominantly like announcements. First two. They did some in the second day as well, but the third oh, day was where, where it was mainly well, just shit. like gameplays <laughs> and interviews, yeah. Uh, then there was a PC gaming show, the Future Games show, the EA Play Digital, Day of the Devs, and New Game Plus Expo. That all happened in like the space of like, a, I would say a few days. Yeah. Like starting on the Friday, I think running until probably like the Tuesday or something. It was ridiculous. There was okay. so much stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, impossible to cover it all in one episode that doesn't go for six hours. So yeah, we've just got some picks for each of them. Uh, and uh, we'll start off. You had him. I had him originally down in a random order, and then you suggested the logical choice of doing it chronologically. It was only because I was using. Uh, shout out to Press Start Australia. I was using their um, when and what time to watch the not E three events. Um, yeah, their, their summer game fest, like their not E three post, has been very very helpful. Yeah, super handy. I've checked that. So it, it it's like a frequent like. If I start to type in press start, it's one of the things that pops up just to go straight to that article there because I've, I've checked it so many times. I think it's just a tab that I just constantly have open on my phone yeah, at this point. It's probably the way to be. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're going to start with the Gorilla Collective, which was, of course, just so many indie games, Joel. It was ridiculous. So Heaps. many. Tasty games. Mm. Hosted, of fun. course, by Kind of Funny is Greg Miller. Is it? Is it sort of like the? It was their their indie thing for this year, right? So yeah, the Gorilla Collective was actually a combination of uh, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase that they've done two of now, um, where they were like, "We're going to do our own stream to highlight indies," which 
I already fucking love kind of funny as it is, but that sent me over the edge with my love for them. So, um, and also the mix who do the, um, the Indicade mixer, I think it's called, um, during E3, they have like an event that they normally do. Um, and so those two sort of combined forces and, and created the Gorilla Collective to do this presentation. Um, nice. And yeah, the weekend before that, when this was originally supposed to happen, they also did a um, like Black Voices in video games stream as well, which is also worth checking out. There's some really cool stuff in there as well. Nice. Yes. Yeah, it was just so packed full of games. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was hard to pick a few, but um, I managed to pick out four games that I'm oh God, genuinely curious in about. Um, how'd, how'd you go, Joel? I'm just trying to think where that stops. Yeah, I've got like a rock block of a few games, but they're all sort of covered under the one umbrella and then a few after that. So yeah, three or four topics. Yeah. Like there was, believe... there was so many games in there, but... Mm, oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. How do you want to do what, Do you want to go first or me to go first? How do you want to start this off, Joel? Um, I'll jump in. I'll just get this one out of the way. Um, yeah. Not to dis- discredit or anything like that whatsoever, but... Um, uh, it's pretty well known that I love Devolver Digital um, just because I like the way they do things because they're fucking batshit crazy and I love them. Um, but they're getting... They're being nipped at the heels by another uh, another publishing company called New Blood Interactive. Um, you are spot on. This this entire block of games yep. was just great. Yeah, so great. And the interview they did with with uh, one of the guys from from New Blood as well was fucking hilarious. Because the, the interview was in PC Gaming Show, right? Oh, it was. Sorry, yeah, you're it's right. Still, still incredibly good. So the New funny. Blood stuff was so good. Yeah, um, they have some of the best URLs out there uh, for some of their games, um, which are like for a game like a medieval, which very much if you ever played Hexen is it's it's basically a new version of Hexen, um, that sort of like like D make game almost in a way. Um, but the URL, one of the URLs for that is called, um, I can't believe it's not hexen.com. Um, yeah. Well, cause I've got, um, ultra kill here from them. Yes. Yes. And the, and the URL for is like devil make wake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I actually got ultra kill in here as well, but, um, nice. the couple of the other ones I wanted to touch on as well, uh, were dusk, which is out now on PC has been for a while. Um, came out in 2018, uh, by, uh, David Zemanski. Um, I've got it. I played it a fair bit and it's really good. Um, it's really good. Uh, it's coming to switch, I think next month as well, which is awesome. Uh, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, there was also one that I'm interested in playing, which is called maximum action. Um, which basically looks like a, yeah, it's, it, the game basically features gun foo, ragdoll physics and player movement inspired by Hong Kong action cinema. Um, and um, I mean, it sounds like a winning combination, really. F- fucking a, yeah. And it's got a lot of like bullet time, like Max Payne, some um, bullet time scenes and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, this looks great. Um, and I think it's out in early access at the moment on Steam. Um, and yeah, it's by uh, it's it's by George Mandel, an American developer. But I'm just reading here, uh, June 2019, the team was officially part of a new Blade Interactive under creative director David Zemanski from Dusk. So hmm. he became the creative director on it, which is cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, you also mentioned that you had this on your list as well uh, for Ultra Kill. Hell is, yeah, Ultra Kill. Yeah, so this is the one that sort of mainly was featured in quite a few of the presentations because uh, they sort of dropped a demo as well that you could play, um, which you can still get. It's on itch.io. 
I believe there's a there's a thing called uh, Ultra Kill Prelude. Uh, Ultra Kill Prelude, yeah. Which I is, played the demo on Steam and it was very fun. It's very fun, and yeah, you mentioned before that the uh, the URL was Devil May Quake, and that's basically what this is. It's uh take the sort of like gameplay and fast place fast paced Twitch shooter action of Quake, and mix it with like a combo score system a la Devil May Cry, and yeah, it's fucking cool it's, it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's really good and um it's it's pretty brutal as well like it oh really, yeah it demands you to really sort of get some of the mechanics and and really use them to your advantage because you could just blast your way through and still have a really good time but then you'll get to the end of it and you like got a c and you're like okay well, yeah like uh, hey just like devil may cry like exactly you can, you can blast away for dmc and have a great time and just get like c's and honestly b's but really grasping with the mechanics and going for those triple s's is just yeah. when that game goes from being good to great and i yeah but again it's hard to really gauge ultra curl off a demo but if it can get that then oh boy <laughs> well it seems it's uh, I, forgive me if i am i'm remembering this incorrectly but it, it seems like it's got that um uh dynamic sound tracking as well like uh dmc5 did i could be making Maybe. this up i don't know for sure uh i didn't really have a dim payment maybe it does i mean at this point that would be the smart thing to do yeah because dynamic soundtracks are so good especially in a game that that you use the soundtrack and you're like the soundtrack is really good and i want to hear the good version of it so i I want to get better at the game so yeah yeah, you you want to hear that full balls out version of uh uh devil trigger from devil may cry 5 shout out to devil trigger had to drop it in there how could we not um but yeah ultra kill looks really great um, I don't know if it's got any, uh, it's coming to early access in 2020. So I don't know. I think it's coming out very, very soon, uh, in early access, but yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on, uh, especially if you like things like, I don't know, strafe, um, or, uh, even if you just enjoy playing like doom 2016 or do actually, I would probably say if you like playing doom eternal more so, um, this seems a little bit more skill focused like doom eternal was, uh, where it's like here are your tools now you need to get good with them and and figure out how to 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 maximize your time with them um but yeah definitely worth if you can yeah jump on itch.io um i I shut the tab but i can't remember who it's by um let me find a developer yeah let me find the uh the i have a dev down as um rc hakita patala or something like yeah so if you go to is it like a one guy team is it i think so yeah so uh nice. if, if you go to hakita.itch.io um forward slash ultra kill prelude um you'll you'll be able to download that prelude demo and get a, a taste for ultra kill um definitely on my radar for sure absolutely yeah what do you got for me uh so the first one i had to pick because and this one haunts me because it actually had a steam like summer game festival demo and I downloaded it and I had I had booted it up and I was like, cool, this game looks really good, but I want to play it with an Xbox controller. So I'll, I'll boot it up later on that day. And then I totally forgot. And I haven't, tr- I've got the demo installed still, but I feel like last time we had a game fest like this, like the demos were cut off after the festival. 
don't yeah, know. I, I don't know what the rules are. For... I might cross my fingers after the show and try and boot it up. But yeah. that game is uh, Gestalt, Steam and Cinder by Metamorphosis Games. This uh, this thing's not going to take very much long. Not going to take long at all because this is one of mine as well. So yeah, um, I know. yeah. <laughs> it, it looks so good. So yeah. it's um, inspired by a lot of 16 and 32-bit classics. It's got tight 2D platforming, focus on like action adventure, steampunk inspiration, like steampunk world. I got massive, uh, from the combat, I guess, especially, I got massive Symphony of the Night vibes. Yeah. Like, this game looks stunning in motion. It's coming for PS, for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Nothing, it just says 2020, so we're not sure on the date exactly yet. Yeah. But the the brief gameplay in the trailer looks stunning, and yeah, I really am kicking myself if I've missed that demo. It's, yeah, like, the... The, like, environments look, like, hand-painted in a way as well. Like, they've got that sort of, uh, like, hand-painted feel to them. Um, yeah. And the sprite work is just... Mwah, it's incredible. <laughs> just gorgeous. Um, like, I know we're at a point where sprites are sort of done, but it still... It makes it all that more impressive when you see an indie game that does go this direction. It is, like, just completely blown away, like I yeah. was with this game. Just, just like, like a... it looks incredible. Yeah, just like a level of polish to it, where it, mm. it's like really fluid animations as well. Like it's not only pixel art because like you can do pixel art and make it look like like Super Mario Brothers, but when you have like pixel art, but it's like fluid animation animation where you can like really clearly see different movements and 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 things yeah. that the characters are doing. That's where that's like that next level of of, of sprite work, which is great. Love to see it. But yeah, so that that's the first game that I had on my list. Just a stunner. Awesome. Yeah, I'll take that one off mine then. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll bring up my next one. So, again, it's pretty well known. I like things like roguelikes. In particular, my, my most recent one I love is uh, Slay the Spire. Big fan of that, which also announced in the PC. Uh, no, Guerrilla Collective, I think it was. Uh, is out was on it? I- one of them. Yeah, it's out on iOS now. So, it's fucking great. Like, if you like roguelikes or if you like deck building it this is great if you're intimidated by deck building games but you want to get into them this is a great one to do because i fall into that category um where it's really sort of it, it doles it out really easily for you and it, it's not you don't have to the, to craft a whole deck you sort of do it card by card in a way which is great um but i actually got alerted to this game by a friend of mine from uh from work ages ago and i completely forgot about it until it popped up in the gorilla collective uh, and that is Fights in Tight Spaces. Um, so Fights in Tight Spaces is by uh, Mode 7 and Ground Shatter. I believe uh, Bithel Games are overseeing it in some... I saw their name in the title card at the end, so maybe they're helping publish it as well. Um, which I is... did get, like, John Wick vibes off of this game. Yes. So basically it's... Yeah, that it's a deck-building turn-based tactics game that uh, is basically like... Uh, I guess if you took like Slay the Spire and mashed it with Super Hot, uh, it's probably a good way of putting it. Um, that's the way that I see it, especially considering the art style is like your character is black, enemy characters are red, and the environments are white. Like it's very Super Hot looking. Um, but yeah, it's all about like crafting a deck, uh, which are all like moves like you know, uh, quick strike or jump kick or counter, um, and then using however much. I'm just going to say mana, but it could be energy, whatever they decide to call it in the game. But like to play those cards to attack the enemies around you in like a turn-based fighting style. 
and then letting them attack you. Um, I'm really like the gameplay, like in the trailers looks really fucking good. Um, the animations look great. Like, like you said, that whole John Wick kind of like gun foo vibe to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, it's, it's sort of ticking a lot of boxes for me and especially considering I already sort of knew I had heard about this game from a friend. Uh, and it was just like, Hey, remember that game that you were going to look up, but you never did. Here it is again. I'm like, Ah, oh, cool. Cement I do that like in my brain. when when stuff like that happens when you're just watching a trailer and something clicks. You're like, oh, I I had heard of this, but had yeah. And I always said, oh, I'll look that trailer up, but I never did. And it's nice when it pops up and you're like, oh, well, I mean, first of all, I'm glad I'd seen this now, but also I just wish I'd looked that trailer up. Yeah, well, like I remember, yeah, my friend showed me it at work. He's like, yeah, check this out because I, I think it was when I was in the middle of like raving about. I just started playing Slay the Spire, and I'm like, it's fucking great. Oh, it's so good. And he's like, oh, and I was telling him about it. And he's like, have you seen this game? And he played me the trailer. And I was like, no, but I want to see more of it. Um, and yeah, then I completely forgot about it. And then I did see more of it. And yeah, so fights in tight spaces. A um, pleasant surprise. Yeah, coming in Q3 2020. I don't know about platforms. PC at least. Um, yeah, like a lot of these indie games was like, PC at a minimum because that's just a good place for an indie to drop. Yeah, yeah, a lot of wish list now buttons popping up and things like that. So, yeah. um, to be fair, like my wish list did bloat after that weekend. Yeah, I added a lot to my wish list. I must admit, I did as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on this. If this game comes to Switch, this will be a like a staple on my Switch. I I think because I just got a good feeling that it's gonna be a game that I'm gonna play a lot of. Um. But uh, yeah, that's my my well third game technically because I also had uh, Gestalt. So, um, what do you got for me next, Kyron? So I don't know if we had any unspoken rules for like these games needing to be newly announced games, but I'm cheating a bit because this game we saw gameplay earlier this year. It's hopefully coming to early access soon, but it just looks so good, and the developer I just love so much that. I want to talk about it, and that's Baldur's Gate 3 Ooh. by Larian Studios. Ooh. Like, this game, so this is a PC game. They're hoping to hit early access in August. They're just, with all the coronavirus stuff going around, they're just sort of playing it by the ear. They're getting, I think it's, they're getting a lot of the actors back in to do some more cutscene stuff and all that at the moment, but we don't know for sure. But either way, it looks so good, Joel. Yeah, it really does. Um... It just... I'm a huge fan of Divinity Original Sin 2. I played 1, but 2 was where I was just sort of like, okay, I, I get it. I get what you guys are doing here. It's... And them getting a chance to make a Baldur's Gate game just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Because it, like it seemed like the Divinity games were like a spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate, really, wasn't it? All yeah. Those type of like CRPGs from, from like the mid to late 90s. So Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um or like early 2000s actually but uh yeah i i mean i i tooled around with Baldur's gate back in the day but i never it was before i was sort of i focused more on games or i paid more attention and it was also before i played dungeons and dragons so so that's a big thing right like yeah i'm the same i didn't i tooled around a bit in the Baldur's gate games but they weren't games that i was that i remembered fondly or yeah. had I just knew they were popular in, at, at the time. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah, as far as D&D games go, like they were kind of like it. Yeah, exactly. And seeing Larry and get a run at it now and putting, like having all the stuff, like including the dice rolls and all that, I, but also 
I know. <laughs> I love that. Like any game that is like based around like, or that is like pretending to be based around some sort of tabletop game. If they include the dice rolling in it, I'm like, that's, I love that shit. That's great. Yeah. Love a good dice roll. Um, And so that's also, that's all really great. And also it's just with them keeping the turn-based combat, which I still see people sort of complaining about, but I, I don't know, like, I don't know. D and D is turn based, exactly. Uh, yeah, turn based is kind of what Larian do really well. So put it in Baldur's Gate three, I guess. I don't know. And if you take turn based out of it, it just becomes Diablo. Like, yeah, it really. Like, if you think about it, like that's what it becomes. Yeah, it becomes an action RPG. It does. Yeah, it it sort of goes against what it's trying. Like, like that Baldur's Gate actually is. So, or, or like CRPGs but, uh, are. Yeah, from what I hear, like it's. The only thing I can assume from this is that the Baldur's Gate games weren't turn-based, but again, it's been so okay, long. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, like I, it puzzles me that you would not want this game to be turn-based because yeah. it just makes sense. I well, don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Doesn't Divinity have the option to like play in real time as well? If it does, I never tried it okay. because maybe I'm I just, just love, making that I just up. Love turn-based so much. I haven't played it. Uh, it's, and, it's on my it's on my wish list on on the Switch because I'm yeah, like, if you ever want to pick it up, just let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it again. I'll like I, I that that on the Switch. I think would it's be got, fucking. It's got full co-op for the whole story. Yeah, so, I, like, mm, four players, custom characters. I mean, but yeah, and even just like a, a small little thing that I just love seeing is just this the difference between. So the the cutscenes and the and and the conversation stuff in Baldur's Gate three look just so good compared oh, yeah. to like original Sin two, which was sort of just still text boxes with the little portraits and all that, which were fine for the time, but yeah, these are full blown like I would compare it to even like just because of how cinematic the cutscenes are, I immediately thought of stuff like the the the, the closest comparison I came up with was like Dragon Age Origins, okay, like yeah, like Bioware style like cinematic cutscenes, like yep. where you have the little the little speech options but they're just like presented as like one two three four five that might change as we get closer to release but presently yeah the conversation stuff reminds me a lot of dragon age origins which again yes yes 100 times yes uh i will be there for the early access in august if i hit it count on it <laughs> i could be convinced <laughs> we were actually we were talking about things that were coming out like if there was anything in august coming out i know yeah that's if it, that if it hits early right. access i'm screwed <laughs> okay all right well maybe we could i could be convinced to jump into that um i mean we we both have fancy new pcs now so i mean mine's you not do. super new anymore but like we even we, mine i'm just like it's it's been six months now so it's probably like archaic <laughs> yeah i know right mine's mine's only two years old so I don't know how it's not melted into the floor. No, I love you, PC. Don't. Yeah, don't don't taunt it, no. or it will do it. It's no, it's been doing it. Consider I, this is the longest I've had a PC without any problems. It's been great. Um, but yeah, I definitely could be convinced to jump into to some Baldur's Gate action. I think, I think I'm ready to play stuff like that now. Like, I'm a bit more mature and a bit more, only slightly more able to focus on things a lot better. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, you got you got any more ones, or is that I? I've got a couple more. I've I've got one more that was for here as well. But okay, you you, you go. Uh, I'll I'll only talk about this one briefly because I I'm just intrigued by it. Uh, it's a game called The Eternal Cylinder. Uh, by Ace Team. Published by Good. This game looks weird. It does. I was getting massive spore vibes from it. 
Yeah, the creatures definitely do give off that spore vibe. I, I actually totally get what you're saying there. Yeah, so um, basically the, the, the whole gist of this game is a survival game. Um, we, um, this is the, the blurb for it. Um, I don't know, it hasn't got the whole blurb for it, but anyway. Uh, yeah, basically you control like these weird little creature things uh, as you're running through this world to sort of like find new life forms in different environments. But all the while there's this giant hellstorm cylinder that's that's constantly coming towards you. So you've got to keep moving. Um, and yeah, I just like that idea of like, there's this overwhelming threat that is just constantly coming for you and you've got to keep moving. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a survival game where it's like, Oh, you die. Well, go back to the start. I don't, from what I can tell, I've watched some like extended gameplay stuff of it. I don't think that's the case. I think there actually is like a story, uh, and you progress through things. So yeah, here it says your your trap hums begin at the bottom of the natural food chamber, can mutate and evolve with new physical attributes and abilities by eating a variety of flora and fauna. So you like evolve your little creature thing and become like a bigger creature thing or like a stronger creature thing or a faster creature thing uh, and different traverse And try to items. avoid being crushed by a cylinder. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's weird. It seems like it's got like, I guess like Metroidvania elements to it as well. Cause you've got to like evolve your character into this to, to, to be able to like learn new abilities so you can get through new areas to access, you know, running away further. Um, I'm curious if this game has like an end game point to it i think this will be really great i I'm... it does seem like it will honestly I yeah because there are even points where the cylinder seems to get stopped which seems like there could be like level breaks and stuff i don't know this game is weird but could be very interesting yeah like it's it's super weird but i'm i'm kind of into it and i don't normally like survival games all that much uh which is why i'm hoping that there is some sort of progression and end like goal that you're working towards um but yeah, it looks like there's like boss fights and shit in there as well. Uh, it's coming out on PC on Epic Game Store. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say about that. I, it just intrigued me and I was like, okay, I'll have a look at that. Um, did you want to do your last one? Do you want me to just burn through my last uh, two? Well, I've got, I'll just do my, do my one more, okay. which is, again, I won't talk about it long. Uh, it's Haven from the Game Bakers. Oh, yes. I was going to add this. Coming to PC, but... PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is one of the few games that had a Steam demo that I did boot up. So ah, cool. I actually didn't play this demo. Yeah, this is partially why it's on my list because I'm very interested to see more. Setting, uh, there's, setting's pretty simple. Just these, this couple has crash-landed on an alien planet. And it's really just about them surviving. There seems to be a pretty heavy story focus where it's going to be a lot of conversations between the two, pe- the two people. Uh, but apart from that, there's also exploration of the planet where you sort of glide around, collect components like food for cooking or like i think there was rust for crafting stuff it has like this weird also like turn-based rpg system where both characters have to like participate in combat they can like attack with physical energy and then once you drain an enemy's health because basically the enemies are all corrupted by this rust stuff Mm. the goal is to sort of like beat them until they're weak and then you calm them down and then they return to normal so yeah it's Again, the demo was a pretty small slice, but enough to have it on my radar. Cool. Yeah, I I, I was intrigued. This is a, a like a demo and trailer and a game that popped up a few times over different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it was really announced here because I feel like I'd heard about it before this. But mm. either way, 
having played it now and it, its presence in a couple of his presentations definitely put it back on my radar yeah i i it's i actually had not heard of it so this was cool a bit of a surprise to me um i'm intrigued by that uh i didn't realize i had a demo out I yeah, it was on, it was on, I don't know if it's still up. Again, I need to yeah. recheck the Steam store and yeah. see what is actually still there. We'll check these. We'll report back on those. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm intrigued by that for sure. Um, oh, that's not what I want. Um, cool. I'll quickly mention this one because this is one that just caught my eye because, well, it's pretty obvious when you hear what it's about. Um, it's a game called Calico. Um, it's basically you play as a, a magical girl and you run a cat cafe and you need to fill it with cute cats. And it's got... What an, more is there to say, really? It's That's that's pretty much it. It Like, I get to be a magical girl and run a cat cafe. And I'm like, fucking yes, sign me up. These are your dreams. Yeah. Um, and, like, the art is really cute as well. Um, they've actually got merch out. They've got, like, a... They've got like a really cute shirt that I kind of want. Um, I'm going to look into that about <laughs> maybe picking one of those up. Uh, but yeah, I need to wishlist this game. It's It looks adorable. Um, just ah, such good vibes doesn't even do it justice, I don't think. Like, I like when, when I was watching this trailer, I became, you know, like when like an anime character falls in love with something and they're like, they go full chibi and heart eyes. That's what I did. That was you? That was me. I 100% did that. Um, but yeah, I can see it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it's called Calico. Um, I didn't actually pick up who that was Who that was by. Yeah. I can check. Because... A live check by Joel McDonald. Because I have history on my... Uh, Peachy Keen Games, it's by. Uh, it, it's great. On their website as well. It's, 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 they're, they're like subtitle... Uh, the subtext here is this calico is a new game from peachy king games our goal no animals that you can't pet so yeah look it's an admirable goal yeah but absolutely. the twitter account for, about petting dogs can't wait to see it yeah absolutely 100 percent. um they do have a gif of like one of the, the magical girls like playing with a dog she's not patting it but there's a dog involved so there are puppers abound as well so fucking yeah let's go um and the last thing again something that popped up a lot during Gorilla and also I think during the PC gaming show as well um, is uh, Metal Health Singer by The Outsiders. Um, yeah, David Goldfarb from The Outsiders was there. He's a creative director on the game. He was at a lot of these things, answering a lot of questions and talking about the game a lot. Um, he did an interview with Troy Baker as well because I believe Troy Baker's in the game, um, playing a character, not himself. But the, like... The elevator pitch for, for Metal Hellsinger is basically like, what if Doom, but rhythm game? Um, so again, what what we've got here is just like, what if we just made a game specifically tailored to Joel McDonald? Mm-hmm. Do yep. you think Joel McDonald will buy that game? Yep. And I do think the answer is generally agreed upon to be yes. Oh, I've already tried to shove money through whichever screen I'm watching the trailer on. I'm just like, take it, give, give me the game. Um, but yeah, it's basically, it's got like, it's a story driven game as well. So there is a narrative that runs through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, basically it's like, just imagine playing like Doom, like Doom Eternal or Doom 2016. Um, and imagine mixing that with say, I don't know, Crypt and Necrodancer. Like <laughs> you've got to fire a gun it's... on the beat and, and use your abilities on the beat as well. It's got glory kills in it as well. So obviously they don't call them glory kills, but it's very much like Doom's 
you press a button like you you waken an enemy it'll flash you press a button and it does like a like finish a move on it um it's funny though right because it's like when you are playing i can't speak for eternal but when i was playing doom 2016 the music was so influential in what i would do that it just sort of it's like that moment where you're like of course this game needs to exist because yeah i need it yeah it's like i was already sort of unintentionally doing it in the original especially that when that man when doom 2016 opens with that music and finishes perfectly timed with the shotgun cock oh yeah still one of the best moments of gaming from like this generation by like a mile i 100 so good agree uh 100 agree uh but yeah i am very 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 excited about this game i'm gonna play the fucking shit out of this when it comes out um it's also worth mentioning i can't remember the, the like the members of like the bands off the top of my head but oh yeah there was a lot of bands they, they listed off yeah so there's members of like certain bands i know um i think matt from trivium uh is gonna be i feel like in the game i definitely remember seeing trivium there yeah so i think like i definitely remember trivium because i'm like that's a band i know and i quite like um and yeah so they're gonna i don't know whether it means that i think they're contributing to like the tracks of the game which is awesome like let's go uh yeah and the stuff they played in the in the demos and the gameplay like like let's play parts as well the music was fucking tip top so yeah it looks good it looks really good very excited about that metal hell singer um but yeah that's most of the stuff that popped out for me um i'm pretty sure there's other stuff as well but those are the ones that were again for so many games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, those are the ones that because that that was that was one that was Gorilla. Yep, that was that was one. To be fair, uh, Gorilla was pretty like it, it, it was a big one. Gorilla Gorilla was the packed one. Yeah, um, just because they had so much like airtime, basically. Um, I, do you want to do like a what did you think of the show? What did you think of the Gorilla stuff? Like the presentation of it all. Uh, look, I thought it was good. Uh, day one, it's not entirely their fault, but there were some tech issues, I think, with day two and three. Mm-hmm. It didn't really go so well. But day one was good. It, I know they has, they definitely had a certain plan laid out, but day one was so packed that I wouldn't have minded if they maybe had spread it out over days two and three. Yeah, I because I, yeah. there were certain points where I would blink. I'm like, wait, what was that? I, could we like just rewind a bit greg can we go back greg because i i think i missed that game it's like that with all of those things though like the, the kind of funny show, showcases were like that oh too. yeah i know but that's what they were like they were like this is rapid fire because they especially with someone like greg miller involved he knows that the effect that sony's that that sony press conference had where they did do that for the first time where they were like it's just games we're not having anyone talking on stage it's just bang 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 here's a trailer here's a trailer here's a trailer and that set the precedent for a lot of these like presentations big or small going forward i think for better or worse because then it was we hit a problem sometimes where i'm like i would have liked some gameplay <laughs> absolutely yeah which is why i right. guess the gorilla collective thing was like yeah because like i did have that third day yeah because day three was predominantly just like interviews with devs and gameplay demos yeah which is cool. It was sort of like... You know, it was good. Yeah, it was essentially like like the like the indie side of PAX, but done digitally and done in a way that sort of still had the same vibe um, as that kind of event. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. Neat. But, um... And I can't believe I'm going to say this. 
But then we come up to the one that was probably my favorite out of all the presentations. It's funny because we made we've made so many jokes previously about like oh PC gaming show. Yeah, PC gaming show. Like every year, I've always sort of been like, look, I get why this is here, but also why. I think it does also help though that this time it was just like, hey, look. It's an hour. Yeah. As opposed to like when it's a three hour epic and you're like, please. And it was like, pro- I need a break. It was produced. <laughs> it was like, it was pre-made and pre-shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I feel like each year the PC gaming show gets more and more clout. Like a lot of people start yeah. paying a lot more attention to it. Um, it's just this, this year's show was so tight with it being, yeah, like filmed, cut, edited. Yeah. Just worked really well. Shout out to uh, James and Elise Willems for making an appearance in the, uh, the intro bit. Because there were, like, sketches and bits in between, which, you know... Shout out to Kane. Yes. Yes. Showing up and hijacking the broadcast. So good. Long, so long with Kane, good. Probably a nod. There was such, like, good... Yeah, fun stuff like that that was really cool. Greg Miller interrupted it as... Greg Miller yeah. hijacking it for Persona 4. Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, I don't think we've mentioned on the show, because I think it happened after we recorded our last one, but... It did. Uh, yeah, Persona 4 Golden is on Steam, so... Fucking play it. Just Atlas, play it. <laughs> Atlas, so desperate to avoid doing anything related to Shin Megami Tensei V. Oh, yeah. like, Jesus, uh, I guess we'll pull up Persona 4 to Steam. Yeah. What about your new game? No, no, we'll, we, you could give it to anyone else. No, no, we'll do it. Don't worry. Just, We've got time. Yeah. Do you have time? <laughs> your Just answer is yes. Fucking do it with Persona 3, you fucking cowards. Do with all of them. Uh, all of them, yes, but I just now, I want a platform that isn't the PlayStation Three or my Vita to play <laughs> Persona Three. We now live in a world where the gate is open. Exactly. Like Atlas Atlas doesn't doesn't get to be like, oh well, we like to keep Persona on on Sony platforms. Yeah, we'll put the spinoffs on other stuff. But it's like, well, no, you've put four on Steam now, and I'm sure it sounds it seems like it was a deal, a deal because mm. it's only on Steam. And it seems like like Greg specifically made the announcement. Like, yeah, yeah. It was... I'm really curious about like the backdoor deals going on there. But either way, visit Persona has a foot in the door on other platforms, like mainline Persona. Yeah, none of his spinoff stuff. None of his Persona Q or Persona Four Arena or Scramble Persona Five Scramble. Yeah, which didn't show up at all. But yeah, oh, don't even get me started on that. But yeah, um, no, yeah. No, I, I, I must admit. I haven't bought it yet, but Me it's just because like Last of Us happened, and I, that I was like, I want to make sure that I can at least play a little bit of it when I buy it. I don't want to just uh, maybe the next time I get paid, I might just chuck it in my cart and bite the bullet on it. I think you can actually, <laughs> I think you actually can get it on Humble. Oh really? I but, think yeah, it's on it's Humble. Steam code. It's a Steam key it, still, but yeah, I think you can still buy it. There's a Humble. third party like key seller that's selling it like i think 15 percent off at the moment somewhere yeah i forget the name of it because it's there's a steam sale on right now humble but it's not well. on sale on steam per se i believe humble are doing it as well okay well yeah there are um, options for you to you can no longer deny if you've got a pc now you, you have to play percent for golden like i don't to. make the rules yeah like it's just how it is and in terms of rules it's a fucking good rule so go you're getting it's, a good deal uh, out of it the game's amazing it's a really it's, good game. It's problematic in areas, but like, f- fucking, just push through it. <laughs> like, um, it is on humble, but it's not on sale at the moment. 
I think it was okay. previously, but yeah, I wish I could remember the name. I just saw an article about it and I was like, oh, it's tempting, but I'm still, I'm okay for now. But yeah, check back in a month and I'll probably have that on my, in my game. Library. Yeah. But uh, you know what, Joel, that's enough talking about the show. I think it's talking about the time to talk about the game. Let's do it. So I'll, I'll start off this time. A lot of my ones here are not going to be super long because they're just, again, a lot of this was just trails. I'm like, that looks cool. That's a cool looking game. Yeah. And first up is a game that I couldn't really tell you much about because the trailer was so short, but it's called Airborne Kingdom Okay. by A Wandering Band for PC. This is that trailer, Joel, that was just sort of like, it was like this little aircraft that had parts being built onto it. Okay. And it was just sort of chill, like flying through the area. I don't know what that game is, but it seemed really cool. Uh It was just like, again, it's really, the gameplay didn't seem too complicated. It was just this, this aircraft was getting bigger. It seemed like it was built with like adding cubes to it and like it would have stuff on it. Again, I don't know much about the game. It just looks chill and I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I don't remember it myself, but I'm like, I think if you saw the trailer, you would. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I would. I'll have a look at it afterwards. Um, yeah, neat. It's cool stuff. I don't have that much for this one. Um, I've only got a couple of things that, again, that stuck out to me. I'm sure you're going to mention stuff and I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, that, that was one I wanted to, yeah. Um, but the two, like, off the top of my head that really, like, stuck out to me, um, it's another fucking throwback first-person shooter. Um, it's a game called Proteus by Team Proteus. Uh, and yeah, it's a, old style uh, first person shooter using modern rendering techniques so basically it looks like yeah their about page says Proteus is the first person shooter of old reimagined using modern rendering techniques it reaches the quality you expect from a triple a experience while adhering to some of the aesthetic technical limits of older hardware uh, and you can tell if you watch the trailer it that comes through like it has this really again yeah it looks like a d make kind of like shooter game but it also feels modern as well. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's got like a cool sci-fi feel to it. Very much Doom, very much Quake, very much Wolfenstein, that kind of feel. Um, the HUD actually looks very reminiscent to Strafe, which again I mentioned before. Um, and I quite like Strafe. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter, but I, I quite like Strafe a lot. Um, and yeah, so this looks interesting because i think it's it's a single player like or like a story driven quote unquote story driven game um the two guys that are working on it their previous work they list on the website here they worked on things like bioshock infinite payday 2 wolfenstein black ops 2 doom um super lucky's tale (laughs) so you know uh, they've got variety. Yeah, exactly. Some good, some good, uh, good variety there, which is which is cool. Um, but yeah, I, that just stuck out to me. Where I was just like, "Ooh, this is this is a tasty trailer. I quite like this a lot." Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. No idea when, but some point. Yeah. Uh, so next up, I've got Dwarf Dwarfheim. Okay. Which is a. It's by, uh, what is, what's the name there? Pineleaf Studio for PC. It's, I think it initially, it must've been planned for 20, 2019, but when I go to Steam, it still says it's, it's coming this fall. So okay. maybe they just haven't updated the information on this website. But uh, yeah, Dwarfheim is a real-time strategy game 
which is obviously entirely my bullshit. <laughs> um, but it also is lending something that not many of them do. And something that I think in particular StarCraft 2 did very well in the sense that it focuses a lot on co-op. Cool. So, like, if you're after a good time, the co-op missions in StarCraft 2 are really fun. Okay. It's just like you and a buddy just blasting through a game of StarCraft. It's just a cool idea. Uh, the setting, of course, being what it is like yeah i mean this is a game that I, is absolutely on my radar yeah this definitely seems up your alley for sure <laughs> i i do remember seeing this one i'm like yeah this is this is car and shit 100 hey man we live in a world now where command and conquer is back and it's good so yeah let's let me let me live this rts dream i always get confused when i heard dwarfheim and then dwarf fortress like yeah i got the two mixed up because dwarf fortress broke my brain looking at that game i was like Dwarf Fortress is madness. What? Like, what? I but the the Dwarf Fortress announcement being that it's getting graphics is amazing. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, Dwarf Fortress is yeah, it's it's insane. And people fucking love it, and I don't blame them. I, if you're into that kind of shit, I would. I it seems very very cool. It, I could not think of anything worse personally, but that's just me. That's just me. No shade thrown or anything like that. Um. Well, the last one I've got down here is one I'm fairly certain is on yours as well. Um, and the Wikipedia page I've got up for it isn't actually the Wikipedia page. It's the Wikipedia page of the person who's making it, uh, which is uh, Rafael Colanto, T- Colantino, sorry, uh, who you might be familiar with. He's a French video game designer, and he worked at Arcane Studios for 18 years. Uh, he's split off now and has be- uh, created Wolf Eye Studios, and their first new game coming out is called The Weird West. Was announced before it's actually, this. Yeah, it's not my list, but boy, this game is... I want it so badly. Mm. Uh, so yeah, basically, they uh, it was it was announced at uh, Game Awards last year. It's being published by Devolver Digital. It's a top-down action role-playing game with elements of the immersive sim genre in which the player takes the role of heroes in the American frontier, which encounters supernatural elements. Uh, with gimme. with randomized elements through each playthrough. Uh, yeah, this is ticking. That's fine. So many fucking gimme, boxes. Gimme, gimme. <laughs> so many boxes being ticked right yeah. here. Um, I'm entirely all about this, and I want it so badly. Yeah, I I I like the idea of Weird West, which apparently is a uh, it's a genre. Um, I mean, that wouldn't surprise like me. Like Weird West as a yeah. It's a subgenre that com- uh, combines elements of the Western with another genre, usually a horror, occult, fantasy, or science fiction. Um, which fucking yes, because I love a good, I love a bit of the Wild West, and I love supernatural, weird shit. Um, especially if it's like gothic horror or like Lovecraftian horror, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, and this seems to be delivering on that. Uh, and also the gameplay is stuff that I love playing. So. Um, I actually shout out to West of Dead, which just came out on Xbox, um, which sort of similar vibe to it. Um, uh, all I'll say about that is if if you like Dead Cells and you've got an Xbox One with Game Pass, go play West of Dead because it's just top down twin stick shooter Dead Cells. Like you'll play it and go, oh, this is the same thing, but um, yeah, really cool. But uh, and having the 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 pedigree of someone like Raphael behind, um, uh, which I should say, he worked at Arcane Studios, most known for working on Dishonored and Prey. Um, and yeah, 
which those games are pretty cool. And this game looks very cool. Nice. Neat stuff. Uh, but that's all I got from the PC gaming show. And again, I'm sure you're going to mention stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, that game. Um, uh, I've got two quick ones. One is a new game. One of them is a game that's already been announced, but because of the pedigree, I'm excited for it. So uh, first up, we've got um, Blightbound. Yes. Which is published by Devolver Digital. Yes. Devolver developer is by is Ronimo Games. Basically, the best way to summarize this game is it's sort of a... I would... I'm trying to think of... It's like it's like those old side-scroller... Like, I would, I know it doesn't play exactly like it, but I think, like, visual perspective, like, of Golden Axe and all those sort of games. Mm. So it's a multiplayer dungeon crawler, and it basically just tasks three heroes to venture down from their mountain refuge to face abominations of the Blight, a mysterious and corrupting fog that enshrouds the land. And, yeah. It's got over 20, 20 unique heroes, heaps of unique items to loot and craft from to improve each hero and alter their repertoire of attacks. And I'm just, again, it's one of those games that I'm in, Joel. Yeah, it looks like a brawler as well. It kind of got... um Sort of, yeah. What's that one that came out on PlayStation? Dragon's Crown? Oh, uh, Dragon's Crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which, that game's cool. I like it's Dragon's It's a cool Crown. game. But yeah, so that's 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 super on my radar. And I'm, yeah, the trailer looks very cool for that. Yeah. The, the other one is actually a game that was announced a while ago. Uh, I'm trying to find out when it was announced. Looks like it was in 2018. Okay. Um, so this game is Twin Mirror oh, by Don't Nod. Yes. So uh, I I love Don't Nod. I am a big fan of Life is Strange, uh, all the games. So the fact that they've got a new game coming out, which again I remember being announced, but then when it, I didn't hear about it again, I assumed it had stopped existing. <laughs> But it popped up again in the PC gaming show. So, hooray, it exists still. Yeah. Uh, we don't know much about it. But it, again, with Don't Nod being Don't Nod, you can assume it plays sort of similar to their previous games. Mm. You control an investigative journalist named Sam, who's returned to his homewood of Basswood, West Virginia. And uh, they seem pretty insistent that there's not going to be any supernatural elements, but I guess we'll see. Um, but either way, like, yeah, a new Don't Nod game, like, sign me up at least to check it out for sure. Well, the trailer felt not supernatural, but there's some weird shit going I mean, on, right? He has like a an alter. I think it's alter ego. Like let let let's Sam's Sam's inner voice is called the double. Okay, let's put let's put the the cards on the table. Some Twin Peaks vibes here, yeah. I mean, when I saw Twin Mirror, that was the first thing I thought Me of, too. and I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to put that. <laughs> assumption on the game because i fucking love twin peaks yes of course um so if it's if it's anything like that i'm in but yeah i can i can see why you get the vibes especially like they talk about navigating between the real world and sam's mind palace so i guess we'll see mind palace. we'll bloody see dude but either way i'm there day one donut are also working on that other game as well aren't they the one with the uh, twins tell me why tell me why that's the one yeah the Backstreet Boys lyrics. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. It just, it, calling it that, I was like, oh yeah. And then someone immediately put that in my brain. And that <laughs> was it. That's all I think of when I see that name. Now. You're the person who's put that in my brain and I will forever see that now. That's all I will see. My bad. <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, that's, that's sort of all I took away. But again, there was heaps of games at the PC gaming show, uh, but got to make picks. And that's, that's, those are the ones that sort of jumped out at me. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, 
Uh, what have we got next? We've got Future Gaming Show. Uh, yeah, Future Game is next. I've only got one for this. I've got two, so that's pretty good. I, I mean, PC Game Show as a, as a whole as well. Production was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Day 9 was great again. I had genuine laughs yeah. watching that. Yeah, Day 9's... Uh, he's, he's really... like He's always been good, but he's coming to his own with this PC Gaming Show. Um, and he just... It's like he's... He's like the Keely of the PC gaming show in a way, where he he can sort of do what he wants a little bit. Um, but yeah, the interviews were really cute. Like I said, James and Elise Willems in the opening bit was pretty funny. Um, and Kane, it re- yeah, recreating the uh, <laughs> the the jealous girlfriend meme with the guy looking at someone else it was kind of funny. To be fair, it's again not entirely uh, like fair to put this expect- expectation on. But when Kane hijacked, I was like. <gasps> Am I getting a Command & Conquer announcement? Yeah. I got an ad for the remaster collection. Um, Fair enough, yeah. though. You should all go buy it on Steam. But I was like, oh, maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, so, yeah, Future Game Show, uh, hosted by Nolan North and... Oh, I've forgotten her name. But the woman who plays Elena. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hear her name and I'm going to go... You are... I don't remember honestly. Uh, I know, like, because I tried watching this one and I dropped out pretty early. I had to basically catch up on a lot of the trailers. Emily Rose. Um, Sounds of E and everything. Yeah. It's right there. Yep. So Nolan North and Emily Rose hosted this one. Um, yeah, their banter was pretty. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not blaming them. I no. assume it was largely written, but yeah, it was just it was tough to watch at times. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, they. It was. I. I actually. I didn't mind it because I, I. I'm okay with cheesy kind of shit but um yeah basically very similar to like the gorilla stuff uh, and the pc gaming show stuff it was just like trailer after trailer and little bit in between like the host introducing things um but yeah there was a couple of things that popped out for me in this one um really quickly wave break which had already been announced it's actually out now if you are a poor unfortunate soul who's bought google stadia um <laughs> It's out now. You can play Wave Break. Uh, basically, it, they describe it as a, a an arcade skate boating game. So basically, it's like Tony Hawk, but instead of being a skater on a skateboard, you're an anthropomorphic animal riding around in a, a jet boat and doing cool tricks and stuff. It's very colorful, very bright, very much my jam. Um, yeah, I want to play this game. This looks great. This game comes out on Switch. It, it is a day one purchase. I, I will say that now. Um, cause this would be fun just to kick back on the couch in handheld mode and play with, um, yeah, good, good, uh, good vibes also. It's, it's also got split screen, local coach, co- uh, couch co-op and online multiplayer as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of nice. cool. Uh, yeah. The only game I had from this was, uh, Operation Tango by Clever Plays. Yes. And I can see it for PC, but the trailer is also up on PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's coming to Sony platforms. Uh, no date. 2021 is all we've got right now. But the best way to describe this is uh, it's, a, it's a co-op game. And it's an asymmetrical spy thriller as described on the Steam page. And the idea is to pair up with a friend, taking on the role as either a special agent or an elite hacker, and working together to bring a high-tech global menace to its knees. And the Steam page specifically notes that they, they it requires both players have to have access to a working microphone. So that actually makes me pretty excited for the level of co-op that could be expected. And yeah, I'm just, I'm super, pay- I'm paying attention to this game. Yeah. 
Um, I, I remember I did see this trailer pop up in here as well, and I was like, oh, this does look cool. And I meant to mention it to you and say, hey, this should be something we, we should play eventually when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to... We will play it. Yeah, Lock it in. Fucking A, I'm down for that. Um, well, the only other thing I had from this one was something that sort of took me by surprise. Um, a game that has a really cool art style, and I'm just scrolling through their website now, and it it's getting me even more hyped about it. Uh, it's a game called Dustborn. Um, and their, their, their blurb for it here is a story-driven action-adventure about hope, love, friendship, robots, and the power of words. Um, and this is by the creators of Dreamfall, actually. Which... Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about Dreamfall because I think that's the, something that our friend Ben played at once. I think so. Yeah, I think it was like an event, an old adventure game. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. So um, this has a really cool, like the art style for it is great. It looks like it looks like a comic book, um, complete with like pop out words and things like that. Um, it's you basically are, you're a a band basically that are traveling through. Um, yeah, so you play as Pax, an ex-con artist, uh, outcast, been hired to transport a mysterious package from Pacifica to Nova Scotia across the justice-controlled American Republic. But this is not a one-woman job. The fanatical Purins are on your ass. The authoritarian justice is in your way. You're an outlawed anormal, and you're four months pregnant. You need help. You need a crew. Recruit a band of misfits and outcasts with the power of words. Together you might survive this road trip, unless you destroy yourselves first. At the end of the day, there is no hope except for us. Um, and some of the characters they showed off in the trailer looked really cool. Um, I am super into this. And again, just scrolling through this website, I'm like man, when can I play this fucking game? Like, whoo. Um, so yeah, it's basically like a road trip game um, across like a, I don't know, a, you know, a authoritarian USA, which I guess sort of, hey, is that's two road trip games now. We've got two of yeah. them. Yeah. And also, you know, the fact that it's, uh, you know, got this and Final Fantasy 15. Hey, yeah. It's like the authoritarian USA is kind of, a little too close to home for some people, but um, a little bit. Yeah. This looks like a, yeah, it looks amazing. So you basically, yeah, you use your words to hurt people, but looks at things. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to read through this website later on because I'm, I'm actually, it's actually getting very excited for it. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's something that popped out of me that I had no idea about prior to that event. And, Seeing that trailer, it was very, it popped out to me and I was like, wow, okay, cool. And I think I went back and watched that trailer again after the presentation and was like, yeah, okay. And again, looking at this website, um, I'll link it to you after we finish because some cool shit. I I will for sure be checking the trailer because I, I don't remember what, because I, I, I caught up on a lot of the trailers from the show despite not watching mm. it. And this one's not, I don't remember it. So I'm definitely going to watch the trailer after we finish here I'd to, to fairly certain remind myself. I'm fairly certain I sent this one to you. So unless you just ignored me, that's fine. <laughs> well, the secret's out now. No, I, I mean, maybe again, I, Joel, the last like week, it's been fucking just whirlwind. consumed yeah. so many trailers. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, man. Yeah. I'll have to refresh myself. I did. Cause I, I was like, I, I did feel like this would be something that would be up your alley as well. So you should definitely check the trailer out. I will do so. Cool. 
But yeah, that just about does it for the Future Games show, which again, like I said, it I couldn't get through it myself, but there were still some cool announcements from the show itself. Which yeah, is yeah, it was it was fine. It was much like the rest of them. And, just, and yeah. there was some cool stuff in there, but yeah. Um, that, of course, moves us on to the next one, which... It's going to be quick. <laughs> the show <laughs> itself could have... You, did it need to exist? We don't know. That's the EA Digital event for this year. This seems like a trend uh, every... Like, I know it's not E3, but every E3 is just like, did this need to happen? You just wanted to do it so you can swing your dick around a little bit. And that's... I mean, basically, it seems the idea is like having the spotlight on them. Yeah. But what the spotlight showed us was just sort of like... Uh, I mean, I get... Uh, to be f- in their defense, it does suck that Squadrons leaked like it did because that was sort of like the heart of this presentation absolutely yeah it got it had the most it had the biggest chunk of it and to yeah. already know what it was going to be before it happened was like that's okay that kind of sucks yeah um i do want to give a shout out though the the sims presentation yes was very good very good. very good i actually i was on the train watching that and i got a little got a little bit of a tear in my eye at that i was like this is fucking cool um and especially so- at, at the end of that week that was kind of like it was nice it was a good thing to hear. Like, of all the teams that would be sensitive to this, it does make sense that it was the Sims team. Absolutely, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it's cool because they they're on bi- Steam now as well, but still needs Origins. So you know, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, that that was the that was the only other thing I really wanted to bring up was that that yeah, Sims Four presentation was very very cool. It was cool. Mm. Uh, well, I guess we should get to our list, Joel, which. <laughs> It's the same. Two games. It's the same. same. Start off with the obvious one, Squadrons. Uh, it leaked, but it was still... I I guess what I can say in favor of this presentation was when I read the leak, I was apprehensive. But after the presentation, I was back on board. I am 100% in on this shit. Uh, I, I mean, I've been burnt by EA many times before and I'm preparing myself for that to happen again, but I'm living in this little bubble at the moment of blissful ignorance where I'm just like, this looks like fucking heaps of fun. Like, I'm so in on this shit. Which is where I'll address the first part where I was like, I get it, but I'm disappointed. Yeah. And I and again, once the leak happened, I always assumed it would be this way. <sighs> One day I will get a new Rogue Squadron, and it's going to be amazing. It's just not this day, no, or this year. It was game. It's close. <laughs> it's close, but not it. No, but yeah, so okay. Squadrons is all ship combat, which yep. is again a huge tick in the box for me because that's what I wanted. I was when I played that dogfighting mode in Battlefront. I was like, this, you could if it's a game here, you could make a game." It's a game. They have. <laughs> and, they were like, and they were like, you know what? We're going to do that. But also cockpit only. And I was like, I get it. But also I, I want to pull my camera out. of. I want to see the ship. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. I'm like, okay. I, I totally, I totally yeah. understand. I totally understand that. But I'm one of those maniacs that plays racing games. And also like when I was playing Ace Combat 7, I was playing in cockpit mode because I'm just like, this feels, this feels better. And I, I feel like I've got more control over this, but that's because I'm a maniac. But um, I mean, here's the thing for me, like, because, I mean, obviously it's pretty, if I had a VR headset, my tone would sound different because it's going to be pretty cool to play this game in VR. Yep. I will dust off the VR headset that I have here from my friend who hasn't asked for it back. Um, 
Uh, if I've still got it at that time, then yeah, you better fucking believe I'm playing a, um, yeah. playing Squadrons in, in VR. Given the focus on that, I get it, because you, it wouldn't enti- be entirely fair if players could be like, aha, I pulled my camera out of a ship, and now I can fully see around the arena. Yeah. Like, it is it is an equal playing ground that everyone's in the same cockpit position. I don't have to like it, No, I get it. <laughs> and the, the, they're also, the other angle they're probably going for with this is the fact that they're like... Oh, it's fully immersive. You're in the ship. You're you are you know because it, it's this is the whole idea of like especially the story campaign is you you create two different pilots. You create a like a like a resistance fighter and a and a um, imperial fighter, and um, and yeah, you sort of I think I don't know if they mentioned like character customization or anything like that, but I must I, no they did didn't they? I think for the single player, yeah. Because I think you still know, create but... a character. It said they said you create a character for each. See, that disappoints me though. Okay, that's fair. I actually, Again, you know I what, it just, does me too. But for, for the single player, I would just sort of rather be a character and have mm. a story. I don't know. I get it because I know in multiplayer, it's just going to be so many unlockables, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yep, so yep. many. I get um, it. <laughs> but yeah, so the campaign basically you play both sides and and you play through this campaign. Um, super into that. Uh, and then obviously there's going to be a big focus on multiplayer as well with this. Uh, up to ten players, two groups of five, so five v five. Um, Got if, a, it's going to have a meta Joel. It Ships is. have classes. Yeah. Um, if this game, if you can, we can set up private matches with just our group of friends. I do think they mentioned that you could play against like AI. Yeah, this would be fun to play just like a few matches with each other, like against each other. I could, I could find, I could see us having a few fun nights of us like jumping online and just splitting the squad and 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 duking it out in the skies. I'm, I'm yeah, kind of down for like that. Like I shit. said, after this presentation, I'm at least committed to picking this game up, playing the story mode, and playing the multiplayer for a couple of weeks and seeing where I'm at. Because yeah, when they describe the things that they want you to be able to do, just like full Poe Dammer and bullshit, like. Yeah, okay. Like, if I can if I can get good and do that, then okay. You got me for at least a couple of weeks. They talked about, like, you know, going through the levels of, like, ramping up the, the, the difficulty curve, I guess you could say. But, like, the final level was, like, redirecting all the power from your, like, shields and, uh, and engines into your, like, into your, like, uh, turrets and then doing, like, a 180 drift turn and firing behind you. I'm like, What? Are you mm. fucking kidding me? Like, that's some cool shit. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this game in, like, when it's freely being played by the um, the mass audiences. Mm. Uh, it's, and, and when we see people who, like, really put the time in with it as well, and, like, I just want to watch people play that and see, like, the fucking maneuvers that people are going to be pulling. Like, that's going to blow my fucking mind. I hope. Anyway. But, Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely down for that. So, very, very excited. October 2nd. By EA Motive. Yes. Their first game, isn't it? Technically? I think so, because they were involved and they helped out on Battlefront. They did, yeah. And Motive was the one that Jade Raymond was heading up, I believe. But I think she's left now? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm going to double check that because... Okay. (laughs) Yes. Was founded, okay, cool. It was founded within Electronic Arts by Jade Raymond. Uh, you were spot on. Well played. 
and yeah, she, she so uh, her appointment uh, as the head of it was announced in July third, thirteenth uh, of July, twenty fifteen, and she left in twenty eighteen. Patrick Klaus is now uh, senior vice president. He's Modi's general manager now, uh, and yeah, the only other game they've worked on is Battlefront two. Um, I I do honestly think they were part they did the the ship stuff. So I think it was like it, it was them and Criterion that were doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think Criterion maybe did like the land based shit, like the land based vehicles, and Motive did the the air combat. Makes sense. Plays to I get. I mean, I guess we can't say it plays to Motive strengths, but definitely the ground based stuff would play to Criterion. Absolutely, stuff. yeah. But yeah, this game went from man, but this was a roller coaster because when the leaks were happening, I was really excited. Then the store page went up and I kind of went way back down. And then after the presentation, I got back to it like a middle point where I'm like, I will play this game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I will. I'm about here, like halfway. I'll do it. I'll commit to it. I mean, like no matter how I feel about Star Wars at the moment, like you put me in the cockpit of an X-Wing, I'm fucking ready to roll. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, I'm down for that Just get shit. some more ships in there, guys. Like, it's cool. Oh, but you know they will. That's going to be I know. future content, man. That's They, they can't dish it all out at Roll once. Roll that content. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that digital roadmap, baby. Um. <laughs> one, where are my B-wings at? <laughs> oh, they're coming. They're coming. The, the Naboo Starfighter is going to come. Oh, God, the Naboo Starfighter. That's going to be... That's, pay- that's, that's when I trade in. That, when that <laughs> happens is when I trade in. At, no, it's, it's paid DLC as well. But you have to pu- you have to buy the paid DLC to keep playing the game. So that's how they get you. Trade it, turf it. Hey, uh, it, it may be from bad movies, but at least it's a cool design. The new Starfighter looks pretty cool. So next on our list is <laughs> Lost in Random by Zoink. <laughs> yes, um, this was part of their uh, their uh, EA Originals segment they did in the middle, which they also showcased Joseph Farris from Hazelight. Um, fucking no idea what he's working on it sounds like it, he's working on inside out <laughs> it, he really does it? yeah it takes two it's about like a little girl playing with toys and then they sort of come to life but yeah i've no way idea. out is still a massive hole in my library but i'm like i need to get to oh yeah absolutely yeah i want to play that when that goes on sale next we should buy the bullet joel i bet it's on sale now don't check we'll check after the All show right. but I bet we'll it check is. after the show um yeah, no, I yeah, it's called It Takes Two. It looks interesting. I we think. didn't see much of it though. Like. He was describing it as a roller coaster where the I wheels mean, fall off and you get when, flung when, into the space. When you let Joseph Farris, like anything happen, anything could happen. I like I do. I didn't want to touch on it too much. I just I feel like That's we why need. I, I just want, yeah. We needed to bring up Joseph Farris because he is a wild card, a treasure, a maniac he a personality. He is. He is. He is certainly. Um, a couple of a couple like a yeah like several personalities condensed into one mass yeah um and i can't remember what the other one from the ea original stuff was me neither but the the one that i think we got the most of is lost and random yes uh so very very excited about this um so swing studios also uh made uh stick it to the man flipping death uh and another ea original uh fey or fee F-E, whatever, however you pronounce that. I know so many people pronounce it different ways. Um, but yeah, they they are responsible for those games. Um, and this is their new one. It looks to be very, like, probably their most ambitious one yet. Um, mm. It's like a 3D adventure game. 
Um, the blurb they've got here on their official website says, Welcome to the world of Random, a dark kingdom where every citizen's future is determined by the roll of a dice. Will you be defeated by your fate or embrace chaos and learn to make it work for you in your favour? Embark on a journey with Even and her sidekick Dicey to play the odds and break the curse of Random. Um, they had me at dice rolls, Kyron. I figured they did. For me, like, it was just the art style. Like, the visuals. Yes. It looks not... It feels like a belabored comparison at this point, but, like, I get, get like, Tim Burton-esque vibes. that's exactly what I was thinking as well. But it looks... But to play that is really a really cool concept. It's got a very... You could also liken it to um, Laika. Yeah. So, like, Coraline and Paranormal. Yeah, I was going to say, Coraline's everyone I would think of as well. Yeah. Um, that's sort of yeah that that kind of feels sort of sort of like family friendly gothic horror in a way like like it's, like claymation stop motion y sort of like yeah, yeah. just um, very cool yeah it looks really really interesting looks um, interesting yeah don't know a whole lot about it um, no the trailer was short again and it's an EA original so it could be a ways off as well small team but I think they said it's they're like we're but, a ways off I think twenty twenty one I think is tentative at the moment. For, it, for but... all the things I could say about EA, I will always give them props for the EA original stuff. Just good on them. Yes. Because this is if they just basically just like, hey, look, this team wants to make this game. Here you go. Um, yeah. I Sorry. The, the tagline on their official website says, get ready to roll. Your journey begins 2021. So sometime next year at this stage. Um, nice. I would pitch it around about August, September. Maybe. Maybe August seems like a good month to sort of like capitalize on a. Who knows? I have the the, the games industry and their and release dates are so wild card now, even before COVID nineteen. But that has thrown everything, especially else with in. like indie indie projects as well. Yeah, they could drop it the drop of a hat. So um, um, that's sort of it for our EA stuff. But special shout out, special shout out to that red lithium tree. In like EA's, like oh look at the fancy stuff that's coming one day. Oh, this is definitely Dice's new battlefield, and this is definitely like a half second of three different scenes from a new Dragon Age. We'll Could never tell. No, that's <laughs> it. Get out of here. Hey, at least it wasn't people working oh. behind desks. No, it was just what they're working at on the at the desk. But it, you got a good look at it, not the desk that the person's working at. Anyway. Oh boy, that red litterium tree, Joel. Boy, oh golly. <laughs> Get hype, Kyron. Um, but no sign of a Mass Effect trilogy. No, no. Wasn't there? Uh, no need for speed, which I they guess... did. They did confirm a Criterion's making a need for speed, though. I know that's exciting. That is good news. Um, they also, I mean, speed. There was big news that came out of it. Yeah, like, they had Skate Four at the end. Skate. There is a new Skate game being made. Um, that's exciting. I mean, I never played the Skate games. I hear they're really good. Um, I do you think that EA saw all the skateboarding games that were coming out? And they're like. I mean, we may as well. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, the the developer when they like had their little like announcement that they are working on something, that one of them said like, "You did it, guys! You commented this game into existence." And I'm like, "That's a great quote there." Um, I I also want to give a special shout out to I think it's called Rocket Arena. Um, oh yeah, that looks like fun. I I wouldn't That's mind checking that out. Um, it just looks like Overwatch, but all your guns are different types of rockets and i'm like you're yeah, right okay so i've got a bit of um 
like smash power stony sort of vibes from it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like very small maps, which is mm. which is interesting for a game that's based around rockets, which I think that's intentional, sort of make it a bit more chaotic. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to checking that out. But um I don't know if it's gonna be free or anything like that, but we'll see. Uh so it originally existed under another publisher and it was going to be free then, but I think it's paid now, but I assume that might negate maybe any excessive microtransactions that may have had. I don't know. Right. It definitely, because I remember um, the allies were talking about this. Okay. When they were watching the presentation. I think it was Bloodworth was like, oh, Jones, we played this game last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. Well, because, yeah, if it's like 30 35 40 even bucks oh look like, the, right, the right price it could be a fun thing to just to jump in yeah i mean like i'm looking for something to fill that overwatch hole until overwatch 2 arrives so this could be it who knows anyway um that's ea though yeah and greg miller you did a good job did a fantastic job did a good shirt yep he did it's fucking great i i i was i like most of the audience was saying lovely jacket but he Confirmed that it was a shirt uh, that he was wearing. So, you know, there's the inside scoop on from that. from Greg Miller himself. Yeah, exactly. Greg Miller, a frequent pop-up in a lot of his stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was everywhere. Yeah, and good on him. Like, uh, I mean, I love that man. If it, I, I can understand why some people don't like him. And even I do disagree with him on certain things sometimes. But I think it's just a testament to the fact that even though I disagree with him on certain things, I still respect him as a person and still enjoy his content. So much. Um, Look, I respect the hustle of nothing else. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's a fucking maniac, though. <laughs> he is a psychopath, but I love him. Um, yeah. Cool. So that brings us to Day of the Devs. Mm. Again, it's usually a, an, an event that takes place around E3. Like, I, I think like a week before E3, Day of the Devs usually is. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And I'm pretty sure it's mostly sort of run by double fine and a few other people but um if it wasn't before this presentation kind of was they were sort of instrumental in putting that together i think um uh yeah great intro of tim schaefer <laughs> so good <laughs> i so loved good. it uh also the design on their day of the devs 2020 shirts are amazing and i fucking want one um i actually i did google after watching that presentation and i was like can I buy this shirt anywhere? Because I will pay money for it. Um, if anyone's got a hookup for, for it, it's a big call, but I would I would definitely like one of those shirts. Um, so I got a few things from here. I know that there's one that sort of we both cross over on. <laughs> um, but uh, the first, I'll, I'll just quickly touch on one that I'm pretty sure I've spoken about on, on the show before. Um, it's an Australian game, a, I think Melbourne based game. Uh, it's by Beethoven and Dinosaur and it is called the Artful Escape. Um, and yeah, I'm, I think it was originally called the Artful Escape of Francis Vendetti. Um, but they just sort of dropped the Francis Vendetti part, but he's your main character. Their blurb that they have on their websites is on the eve of his first performance, Francis Vendetti battles with the legacy of of a dead folk legend and the cosmic wanderings of his own imagination. Francis, a teenage guitar prodigy, sets out on a psychedelic multidimensional journey to inspire his stage persona. Um, I love everything about this game. Um, And seeing it in action, it's always been at PAX and I've always wanted to play it. 
and it's always had a line, so I've never got around to playing it. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. Um, and there's an interview, I think, I think it was part of this, wasn't it? Yeah. Where they sort of talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they talked to one of the devs who, uh, yeah, Johnny Galvatron, um, who is from a, I realized, I was like, oh, I know that name. There was a band that had moderate, like low to moderate success, I guess, in the, uh, that's not fair. I, I, they were, they were pretty successful in, in, in the Australian scene, um, in like the early 2000s and they were called the Galvatrons and it was like sort of like 80s synth like rock pop and uh yeah the, I remember listening to some of their stuff and being really into it actually I went back and listened to some of it recently um for some reason it popped into my head uh, but yeah apparently he's working on this game uh yeah this everything from the art style from how I don't even know how the game really plays but I kind of, they talked about like having conversations with like interdimensional beings by using your guitar. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. This looks great. This looks like a trip. The gameplay showed a lot of weird shit, but yeah, yeah, the music sounds really good. So I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love the idea of like going on a, a, a psychedelic multidimensional journey to inspire your stage persona. Like that's, that sounds awesome. Like I'm totally into that. Um, I'm wondering if there's like multiple endings to it like where you have different i don't know i have You'll no have idea to play to find out <laughs> i will i'll be there day one um it's yeah xbox and pc at the moment um i'm wondering because i think it showed up at some of the xbox conferences like the id and xbox stuff i feel like it might be a game pass game it feels like it could definitely be a game pass game it would get it into the hands of a lot more people um but yeah that was i just wanted to touch on that because it's it's great and i've been very excited for this game for a long while so yeah it draws nearer yes and also shout out to you know aussie devs oh for sure actually it's always like hearing hearing that guy speak you're like oh yep that sad accent mm-hmm. it's all right i've yeah. my other one that isn't one that is a shared one is also an australian dev well. i just realized yeah i was gonna say like i, I feel we like have another australian dev right here yeah i feel like that might be a shared one as well but it is on my list. Ah, cool. Awesome. Uh, but, but before we get there, though, I've got a game that I... When it, when it showed up, the trailer obviously grabbed me. Then I found out it was in early access on Epic Game Store, but it is slated for release in 2021, and that is Big Blue Bubbles game called Forgone. So Forgone is a fast and fluid 2D action platformer packed with legendary loot and stunning pixel art, and... I think we both had the exact same reaction in our chat as we were watching this, and we're like, oh, it's Dead Cells. Yep. But for me, it has the extra layer of, oh, it's Dead Cells, but handcrafted levels. <laughs> Let's go. Like, Which, you know, like... I, I'm not against. Like, I'm... I know. I'm totally not against. I'm, I'm not like, no, fuck it. I want, like, randomly generated fucking precision generated shit or nothing. Like, I am totally down with handcrafted, but yeah. No, it's... that's just how I could distinguish it because, like, immediately as I was looking at it, I'm like, okay, this looks very much like Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, part of me had just automatically been like, oh, well, it's going to be a roguelike. Yeah. But no, it is, it is, yeah. And they they do mention, they did, like, the devs did mention Dead Cells in there as a, as a very big inspiration in their, um. Yeah. Look, there are worse games to take inspiration from. Absolutely. Dead Cells, 
for as much as I fall off of roguelikes, I still played a lot of Dead Cells because the gameplay is just that fun. I'm still playing it. I actually have been playing it since I finished The Last of Us 2, Last of Us Part 2. I, I was like, I need something that's just mindless that I know and is not heavy at all. Uh, and Dead Cells fit that category. It was either that or Slay the Spire, and I'd been playing a lot of that before Last of Us. So, um, yeah, I, I if anything's like, hey, it's like Dead Cells, I'm like, all right, I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the first game. It just jumped out at me with that art style, and then just completely convinced me with just being by being again. I just I can never think of a better way to put it. So I always go off handcrafted. I like that. No, I do like that a lot. Yeah, like that's, and that's I have seen some devs use it as well. So I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna go yeah. with that because yeah. it's not that I have a huge grudge against roguelikes, but I just have a large. I just love crafted stages. Yeah, like it's I I yeah I can I can see why like having that thing of like well now I have to learn where I'm going again. Um, it, it's when a game does it right where that doesn't matter. That's where and, oh, yeah. and that's where that's why I feel like Dead Cells falls into. But um, and again I would agree because I still played a lot of Dead Cells. Yeah. But eventually I did get I'm like okay. But you're right. I've I've absolutely hit a wall mm. and I'm just doing the same like three zones but they're slightly different. Yeah. Um. You you but you're right though. Like I, I, it's good to have something that is like a focused, like you you have an endpoint set, um, yeah. And that it is a very clear endpoint where it's like this is what you need to do. This is how you mm. get there. Not like well, you've got to figure out these puzzles and beat the game four times and unlock these certain items. Like it's yeah. Um, it's funny because it didn't even really occur to me. I, I was trying to rack my brain for the longest time why a lot of roguelikes don't work for me. And it wasn't until I played Sundered, um, which is the Metroidvania with procedural generation mm-hmm. by the guys who did um, Yotam and are doing Spiritfarer. Uh, a game that's gorgeous. But I was just like, as I was playing that game more and more, I'm like, God, I just don't really like randomly generated levels. And that's, that's really what it comes down to yeah. a lot of the time. So yeah, that's why I'm just so hyped for this game. Again, still love Dead Cells. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Love Dead Cells, played a lot of it, but this game, sign me up. Oh, the fact that I love Dead Cells made me want to play this game even more. So that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the fact that I was like, oh, this looks exactly like it. I'm not going to get out there and just be like, it's just like fucking Dead Cells. What are you copycats? Like, I'm sure they'll bring something else to the table. And I'm pretty sure I can't remember from memory anyway, but like, I'm pretty sure there was stuff in the trailer that was like, this is slightly different, but yeah. I'll play it. Even just the environment, at least to me, because I didn't see all of Dead Cells, the environments just seemed cool. Oh, there's some, there's some shit in, in Dead Cells. I, I bet there is. Oh yeah. I've, uh, hey, I beat that, I beat that fucking giant. I did it on normal though, but I think I have to do it on hard and I'm like, oh, and that's like boss, boss cell level one. There's like boss cell level five to get to. And I'm like, I'm never so going to get So what's next on your list, Joel? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we might both have this one on here, but I got Panzer Paladin. Panzer Paladin, yeah. baby. Uh, this game literally out of nowhere, just being like, hey, were you looking for a game through all of June? But you were just like, this is the game. Yes. Panzer Paladin is, is the game of June. I just need it. Give it to me. Give it to me now. I need it now. Yes. Uh, so it's by Tribute Games, uh, known for things like uh, Mercenary Kings and Flithook. 
Uh, I didn't play... I, I loved Mercenary Kings. I don't think I ever played it. I wanted to, and I never did. It was a very... If it's the one I'm thinking of, it was a very early PS4 Plus yes, game. It, yeah, it was. I don't think I yeah, tagged cool. it. But, um, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it also had this, the art by... Um, the pixel art by Paul Robinson, who did the Scott Pilgrim yeah. game. Um, well, because this game has talent from the Scott Pilgrim it team. It certainly does, which is also very exciting. Um, side note, Flint Hook was also very good, but I've talked about that on the show before. Um, but yeah, Panzer Paladin, like it's, it's like a, a NES style platforming game. Um, I'm not selling it very well, but like, just watch the trailer and you'll be like, oh yeah. But the trailer is the best way to sell it yeah. because you could describe how it plays. But it's just seeing it play and hearing that soundtrack and just being like, this is exactly what I want. Oh, seeing the animations as well. Like, it's just yeah, yeah. fucking amazing. And like, oh, yeah, you got like this cool fucking mech suit. But you can jump out of and run around as. Which, again, now now I only realized tonight when we started, when we were recording this, that it's by the guy, like the, the guys that made this also made Flinthook. And like, there's a part where there's like a, like, there's someone swinging between uh, the character swinging between hooks. And I'm yep. like, oh, that makes sense. They've already got that technology. They've already got that uh, the gameplay down. They have the technology. Um, yeah, it's 17 levels. Um, I can see if this game does well, it having DLC. Like, don't forget one of the best sells of this game as well. So the game is very much centered around picking up weapons and using them, and the weapons do break eventually. Yes. And at a certain point, there will be there's community creation encouragement That's right. where you get to basically draw your weapons as like sprites and use them as weapons and share them around. Yep. And it's I'm ex- I'm scared and excited about that. <laughs> How? What's going to be like the dick filter on it? Because hopefully strong. Because like. <laughs> You know that's what people are gonna do. It's the first thing yeah. that's happening. It's just like what hey, draw a cool weapon. I'm gonna draw a dick. I'm draw- <laughs> a penis. And you know what? The first time I see it, I'll probably have a chuckle. The fifty times sure. after that, I'll be like, yeah, Alright all right, guys. We're we're done here. You're fucking so clever. Pack this joke yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Come on, guys. Um Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. The soundtrack sounds amazing. The trailer got me so hyped, and now it's basically the it's, I need it. I need this game. Yeah, oh, but this is a day one purchase for sure. Uh, no doubt. And yeah, is it coming to Switch, I think? Yes, it is. Fuck yeah. Then, yeah, it is. Yeah, Switch and PC. It's like 2020, yeah. I think it's also for... No, it is, yeah. It's just those two at the moment. Yep. Uh, and you know what? This is a game that I will play the fuck out of on Switch. Yep. Um, 100%. I don't like to... Again, I don't like to put expectations or comparisons on it. But honestly, watching the quality of the game in the trailer, I was immediately reminded of how I first felt seeing Shovel Knight. Yeah, because I actually, after... It gave me that... I was like, I'm getting a vibe from this game. Seeing that trailer, I was like, how much is that treasure trove going for now? Like, side note, it's a lot. Um, it's a, it's it's a, it's several games in one. It now, is. Though. It's worth it. But I'm like, oh, I just can't afford to spend that much money on a game that I've finished. That's fair. Like, it, it will go on sale. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I just had a hankering for it the other day. I was like, I really want to play Shovel Knight. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my other one that we, I had thought would be crossover, but I realize now well, that my I last think one. we've got, yeah. Our, our next one's a crossover as well, yes. Joel, because I have Knuckle Sandwich. Yes, a game I, from, um, yeah. Andrew Brophy. So far it's for PC only. Yeah. But, uh. And Mac. The best way. 
Oh, yeah. That's why I say PC all-encompassing at this point. Because <laughs> otherwise I have to also break down the minutiae of, uh, it's an Epic Game Store. <laughs> uh, it's on Steam only. Uh, or... No, that's fine because it, that would be still technically be PC. Mac is a different, completely different operating system. Anyway, <laughs> first and foremost, who cares? <laughs> Not I. Oh, God. Knuckle Sandwich is basically just like, what if Earthbound was still around? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's the best way to sort of sell this game. But also really fucking weirder. Um, Joel, Joel, you played Earthbound. I have. Yeah, look, it's weird, but this is. This is pretty weird. Like, I've. This, I would. I would. Equ- the weirdness is pretty, like. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 like if Earthbound sort of grew like matured, like grew up a little bit as well. Uh, you should, man. I uh, Nintendo for the mm. sake of Joel. You need to bring Mother Three I'll play to it. the West. I'll play it just like it's I'll so good. just like I'll play fucking Persona Three when Atlas get off Obviously, their fucking ass. Just, like... <laughs> just fucking do it. I, 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 there'll be money waiting there for you, ready to go. And I'm not the only one who would do it. Anyway. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, Knuckle Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, very unique combat. That's probably the first thing that jumps out at you when you watch this game being played. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I actually backed this game on Kickstarter. Um, after I think you brought it to my attention and I was like, this looks fucking great. And um, yeah, I backed it on Kickstarter. It was very successful. Um, so that's obviously why it's being made now. And uh, I played it at PAX last year as well, finally. Uh, and it it genuinely made me laugh a couple of times. Like, it made me laugh sitting on the middle of that show floor. Um, and, yeah, it's going to... It's just... It's, it's super weird, but I'm super into it. Um, it's very bright and colourful to the point that it can hurt your eyes a little bit. It's very bright. Um, this website is just like, oof. Um, and, yeah, I'm still not... A hundred percent sure about it. Uh, at what about? Yeah, yeah. So the big thing for me, and look, I I am excited for this game, but when, like the combat is so unique in so many different ways that I always have that same concern, where I have to I have to reckon with the thought: is am I going to be okay with doing this in every little encounter? Yeah, I they seem short enough to be not super yeah. egregious. So and again, people. Every time I say it, like people will bring up Undertale, and that's fair enough. Like an Undertale, I very much never got sick of that. Yeah, really. Like, um, and also you could you could make a, an argument for um, the Mario and Luigi games as well. Yeah, like having that active combat in there as well. That that. But the flip side becomes like when it goes too far. Like when I got to the later, like man, Color Splash. Well, yeah, I just got so sick of that game. See, I never played those ones, so I. I only played the the um the DS Partners in Time was the one I played the most of. Yeah, the best one. Yeah. Um agreed. Uh yep. Yeah. They say here it's a story about a boy who moves out of home and starts looking for work in a new city. After landing a job at a rundown diner, he accidentally gets wrapped up in a missing persons mystery that involves a ludicrous gang and a fanatical cult. Um and yeah, it's been Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Must be Thursday. Uh, it's been made in Game Maker Studio as well. Nice. And, and yeah, Andrew Brophy. Uh, I think he's from he's from Australia at least, but I don't know if he's from Melbourne as such. 
He's definitely Australian. He certainly is. Um, and yeah, I'm here for this shit. Clearly, because I've already paid for it. So <laughs> I haven't paid for it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. I still get an email every uh, now and then, and I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> mm. um, I've got one more from this, which again isn't a new announcement. It's a game we already knew about, but every chance I have to bring it up to talk about it, I will happily do so. And that is the new game from Sabotage Studios, developers of The Messenger, a game that is a prequel to The Messenger, or set in the world of The Messenger, and that is Sea of Stars. I know this game is super far off. It's like 2022 at this point. Yeah. The PC. But it's just one of the most gorgeous games I've seen in motion. Yep. I have have full faith that this game is going to be fucking excellent because The Messenger is excellent. If you haven't played The Messenger, stop. Just go buy The Messenger. It is such a good game. And you know what's funny though, like even without the context of the messenger, like this I agree. trailer, yeah, the sprite art is gorgeous. The Chrono Trigger like combat looks incredible, and I just again, it's not new; it was already announced. But seeing it again, it just makes I just want it. I agree. Um, the only reason uh, I bring there's a demo, yeah, there's a demo coming out for backers later this year, and you if you missed the Kickstarter, you can go check out their backer kit where you can still sort of uh, chuck them some money for it. But yeah, and I'm really tempted because I want to play any version of this game as soon as possible. Yeah, like, the only reason I bring up the fact, like, you should play The Messenger, it's, even if it's not a game that you think you might be into, it's good to see what this studio is capable of. That was their first, that was their first game. Um, Messenger holds, again, you talked about, like, actually laughing playing Knuckle Sandwich, and I think it would be an interesting conversation to have video games that genuinely make you laugh yeah. the messenger is on that list absolutely the writing in that there game is so good funny writing it is very fucking funny like talking talking to the shopkeeper <sighs> in like the little yeah that stuff is just all these stories it's, gold. it's golden yeah so good and, and even that every all at when you get to the end of the stories that pays off as well it's fucking great it's even better it's so yeah. good like so that's another reason why I just have absolute faith in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why this is like I, I'm day fucking zero for this shit. Like I, I'm excited to see, and the fact that they're just like, yeah, fuck it, it's a prequel to the Messenger. It's in the same universe. It's like, what? Okay, cool. Let's Completely go. Completely different game, but yep. sure, sign me up. Yep. Yeah, and it's like thousands of years before, but apparently yeah. it ties in, and I'm like, let's go, let's do it. I am. Um, yeah, I think like ages ago in this. this trailer for the campaign first went live i believe you linked me to this and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> yes please um i don't even remember how i saw the trailer i think i literally think actually it was again he sniffed it uh bloodworth from easy allies he had a video they put a video up about this game called sea of stars and i was like what the hell is this and when i watched it i was like i want it so bad mm-hmm. yep. joel must know about this <laughs> well oh yeah i'm i yes yes but uh, that's about all for David Devs that I that I really plucked out. But again, just special shout out to Tim Schafer for that for just all the adorable stuff at the start and end of the show. Yeah, it was very cute, very very cute. Um, cool. I have one more shout out. Oh, you this do? One, yes. We have one. We have one more event. But I think we were both very excited for. Yeah. It. And 
so completely underwhelmed by. Yeah. Some misleading stuff going into this. As much as I hate to say it. Plus Expo. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. But like the New Game Plus Expo happened. And again, it's unfair to put the weight of expectations on stuff. But little things like saying, hey, Atlas is going to be here. Okay, well, look, here's what we know about Atlas. We know that Catherine's coming out, but that's an it's just like a port. 13 Sentinels is coming out, but I don't know what sort of traction you're going to get on that. Japan has Persona 5 Scramble. Surely that'll show up? Nowhere in sight. <laughs> Fucking horseshit. We've got a Catherine ad at the start, and I again, it's probably not a good thing that I can't even remember, but I think 13 Sentinels was in there somewhere. This whole thing... That was, was sort of it. This whole thing felt like a fever dream to me a little bit. And, like, I'm... It was, it was wild. And, like, I'd like to think I'm pretty tolerant for, like, weeb anime shit, but wow. Like... Holy shit. The the best stuff was when it was just like, it was clearly a visual novel, but it wouldn't outright say it. It was just like, there was... And it's like, coming next year, you're like, what? There were two trailers for, like, there was, like, for two different games that looked like... Like the the, Cafe 1 and something else? It looked like the fucking same trailer. And I was like, is this the same series? Or, like, same developer? The best one goes to that game that was like a, a sneak peek look at a, at a future project, <laughs> and it was just at the underpass. And I don't even know what to say. Like, what? It just was several seconds of a zoom in or out, and then a logo. And they're like, here's when it's, it's coming out in the future. I'm like, what? The guy, because it was presented like... I don't know what it was. It was presented like a Nintendo Direct, like the same style yeah, yeah. of thing. But the guy talking after that, spoke for longer than the game footage was and the logo. Like, he's like, oh it's like he had to, God. it's like he was trying to justify it. He's like, oh yeah, it's coming in. It's about this. And like, okay, cool. That video showed me nothing. Yeah. Okay. Even, even like the cafe visual novel told me more. I, yeah, exactly. Oh God. I wanted to like but, this event so much more than I did, but I, I anyway, stayed up late to watch it. And I was just like, me too. I stayed up and hit to the end. And I was like, oh, at least we all got masterfully trolled by Suda Fifty One. That was going to be my shout out for this. Was the yeah Suda Fifty One trolling everyone by delivering a very heartfelt message over the top of No More Heroes Three's <laughs> like debut gameplay. <laughs> so good. I'm like, I expect nothing left from from Suda Fifty One. Which is it's funny because now fans are just like, hey. Uh, Look, Suda, I'm going to have to ask for this as, like, a difficulty mode. <laughs> like, an option where you just play through all of No More Heroes 3, but Suda51 just overlaid over the top of it. And I kind of want yeah, it. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, but, no, my, my shout-out in this one actually goes to the second I saw my man Eager pop up, I knew I was in for a treat. And Inti Creates has announced Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, which Curse of the Moon was a, a Kickstarter-like stretch goal for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which came out beforehand that was a prequel that had payoff when you played Ritual of the Night. So this is a sequel to that one. So it's old school Castlevania style, very like much 8-bitty sprite art. Uh, Includes two-player now. Two-player mode is in the game. That's pretty neat. And a lot of uh, sort of real-time swapping of characters as well, which is just... And it just... It looks so good, and it comes out in two weeks, and I just... 
I couldn't be more in, Joel. It reminded me that I didn't actually play Curse of the Moon, and I'm like, I should really play Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon is very good. Yeah, because I, uh, I really like Bloodstained as well. But Then you should absolutely play Curse yeah, of the Moon. Yeah, I should go back to Bloodstained as well, but... Yeah, that's also true. I should go back to Bloodstained yeah. and play more of that. I technically got an ending. I also got mm, an ending. Yeah. And I think I got close to getting another ending, but games like that are hard, but when you put it down for too long, you come back and you're like... I've got to start again. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah. This map is big and not clearly marked. And also... <laughs> Which is something I always appreciate about like a good Metroidvania is that when I open the map, if I can clearly get some idea. And also like the fact that it there are parts where it wraps around and, like itself when you're playing... You know what I mean? Where, oh. but, and, so, and the, but the map... Of, I have to like bend my yeah, mind to comprehend I'm it. like, this is really yeah. cool. It looks visually appealing, but when I'm trying to physically try and navigate where i am i'm like i have fucking no idea um <laughs> okay so this flat square room wrapped around the castle yep wait yep does it go up is it because I, okay. I went up but does that count as going up i okay sure okay still a very good game yes. but yeah curse of the moon if you have to like a smaller bite-sized taste of castlevania nostalgia then yeah curse of the moon is one you should absolutely play and definitely keep an eye for curse of the moon 2 Again, coming out really soon, which I wasn't aware of until just before this episode. Yeah, uh, cannot wait. Uh, even if you're not a fan of Castlevania games or have never played them, like someone who may be on this podcast, it's me. Um, <laughs> I, I still love those games. I still love those style of games, the games that were spawned from that game. Um, yeah, I think this should definitely you should definitely check out the trailer for this. And then, if nothing else, because on. I do. I do have faith in Inti Creates and yes. make good stuff. Yeah, 100%. Fun stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's really about it. New Game Plus wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, I hate to be like, oh, no shit, I didn't get what I wanted. Is that, I, I don't want to come across like that. There, look, there was definitely cool announcements in there. The, the Four Honor crossover with Samurai Showdown blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, that was really neat. Um, That came out of nowhere, especially because, again, one thing I do want to say, the hashtags for some of the game titles... <laughs> were amazing yeah they were like the four honor one was like hashtag embrace death i'm like all right a death was mentioned that a lot intense. yeah <laughs> death is not the end i think it was one of them one of them was that yeah, yeah. are the two new characters that they announced for um guilty gear strive look just that game is unfairly gorgeous yeah it really it is, is. Uh, i saw someone like doing that the the meme of like hey capcom can we like copy your homework for our new character for Guilty Gear. And it's like, yeah, just changed up a little bit. And it's like a side-by-side of like this new, one of the new characters and like um, Cammy from Street Fighter. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe if uh, Capcom were doing anything with their fighting games. That's, hey, I, I'm, this, yeah. I'm not throwing my hat into the ring for this. I just thought it was a funny meme. Um, and, and fucking, I, if I had to pick, I'd probably, out of those two companies, I'd probably pick Arxis, so. They've been on a roll. Yeah. They haven't really, like, they've just been kicking goals, really. Just give me, give me the, give me, give me a remaster of Arena, or give me a, a, a new Persona fighting game, but. The world isn't ready for a Persona 5 fighting game that looks as good as Fighters or Grand Fucking, Blue or this. They're just not ready. I'm not ready, but I'm also... I don't care. Give it to me. <laughs> Shove it in my veins. Ruin me with yeah, it. I don't care. I'm ready. Mess me up. Um, um, but yeah, that's really about it. Cool. Unless you want to mention anything else that happened during that time. Uh, not in particular. Um, 
Cool. A little disappointed in the amount of shadow drops. Well, I mean, demos were really cool, but nothing. Yeah, see, it's tough, right? Because we did have that that Steam summer, like Steam Game Festival, which was so many demos that I couldn't possibly consume even a fraction of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so many demos. Yeah, like it was. I saw someone, uh, someone I follow on Facebook that was like, "What's up with this Steam sale? There's not even any discounts." And I'm like, "It's not, it's not Steam sale, you fucking spud!" Like, oh, it's a Steam sale now. Steam sale now. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Well, that's an episode, isn't it? I think it is a. It's a. That is a. An an indie packed episode for the most part. Beautiful. Well, guess what. Strap yourselves in, everyone, because it's time for another Joel outro. Um, Joel, I just want to say that I believe in you and you've got this. Oh, you are just betting on the wrong horse. You're too kind. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show, though, this week. Um, it, let us know what you like from any... If there's something that we missed that you think we might be into, or you just want to shout at us and say, oh, I'm excited for this game, please do, because I like to read that kind of stuff. Um and yeah, we'd love to talk about it. So hit us up on any of our social media accounts. We are at Dialogue Options across all of those. Um, say like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come and check us out. Uh, give us a follow. Share it with your friends. Same with the episodes as well. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, the best way you can do that, send it out to your friends uh, that you think might like the show. Uh, even if you think they might not like it. Or send it out to an enemy that you that you don't really like. We we'll, we'll take the click. It's fine. We're not fussy. Um, they might like it, and we're not biased. They might. We're not biased in your friendship conflicts. So um, <laughs> we love everyone to an extent. But uh, if you want to follow us individually uh, on our individual accounts, you can follow me at Jolly Mac. Where um, the last couple of things I tweeted, uh, I I p- tweeted out a picture of myself in my new quote-unquote band merch. Um, I got myself a samurai jumper, uh, the fictional band from Cyberpunk 2077. Um, It's pretty fucking rad. I'm super happy I'm wearing it right now. It's really comfy, and also it looks great on me, if I do say so myself. Uh, And it makes me feel like a badass. And all I want to do is listen to the two samurai songs that are out right now on... on, uh, on Spotify anytime I wear it. I just want to have that on repeat as I'm walking. That and Hyper by Spoiler, uh, Spoiler by Hyper, which was from that first, um, well, technically second Cyberpunk trailer. I still listen to that song sometimes. It's very good. I love it. I actually went and listened to some of his other stuff the other day. He's fucking awesome. Um, uh, Hyper's really cool. I'm very much into that shit. Uh, and also, I had a fun week this week. Uh, yesterday, I introduced my son to Sesame Street for the first time. Uh, and I just want to confirm that it still kicks ass. It still slaps. Like it's it's great. Still slaps. Yeah, <laughs> does it's great. Oh, I'm look. I'm not disagreeing with Sesame Street still slapping. I fully believe. Yeah, that. it's just like yeah, man. That hey, it's not even if it ain't broke, don't fix it because they've fixed it and they've made it better. It's just really good. Cookie uh, Cookie Monster runs a food truck now. Man, good for yeah, him. He's a business owner. He's great. He's co- he's his van wouldn't start the other day because he tried to warm up a cookie in the engine, and then it broke the engine. Cookie monster! Hey, can't shake his old ways. It's all good. Anyway, uh, where can they follow you, Kai? Those, those old vices. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I'm at LemonManX. And uh, my most recent tweet was a retweet. 
so I'll skip over that. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, it was just me saying, hey, again, this is this is about as much as I want to commit to the discourse on social media. It was just me sticking my head in going, guys, uh, finished Last of Us Part 2, loved it. Don't <laughs> like how Naughty Dog make their games, see ya. <laughs> and I'm not, not touching it again. Yep. I would like to align myself with that. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, personally, I think it's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, but I, it, I, mean, I mean, we could talk about Joel. We can't open this can of words. It's, it's my favorite Naughty Dog. That's game, a teaser. But... It's a little tease. I think it's. I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, and I think it is a ten out of ten game, because especially after realizing, after realizing that ten doesn't mean perfect. Okay. So that's. I get what you're saying yes. now. I get. There we go. Um. But anyway, that's that's all for me. Awesome. But... Well, in that case. Thanks again for listening. Um, We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Options Podcast.